There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Las Culturistas is brought to you by the Forever Dog Podcast Network. Find us and other great podcasts at www.foreverdogpodcasts.com. And if you're loving what you're hearing, subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please write us a nice review and give us a five-star rating. Thank you all. Thank you all. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about hey now, hey now, hey now. I go, I one day. Jagamo fino, anane. Jagamo finane. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. And we're calling with an important message. Hello. Hello, this is Las Culturistas, and today. We've got a bomb-ass guest. It's a bomb-ass guest. Not it. I mean, look, the pronouns don't matter here. I mean, no, they matter. They matter, but in this con- in this instance, I would say that our guest doesn't care for You the would pronoun. say that, that this guest is bigger than pronouns? I would know. Not and bigger I hope than that pronouns. D- Let me tell you something, Bowen. Oh, you were walking into a some dangerous line. Shit. You were getting <laughs> some thorny shit, bitch. Look, I, look, I used the pronoun it... And it's a bomb ass guest applies. It's a bomb ass guest today. <laughs> okay, let's go through the credits. Yeah, sure. She's got credits, boots, the house down. Boots, boots, boots. Boots, boots, boots. Guys, uh, listen to her amazing, amazing podcast. I love this podcast. It's so smart, funny, 
you know, irreverent. It's so great. Smart like a whip. Smart like a whip. It's called Miss Andre, uh, co-hosted by uh, our favorite queen, queen Marsha Belsky. And can I tell you something? Yes. The other day, mm-hmm. I was in a photograph oh. with Marsha. Yes. Dylan Marin Ooh. and Nicole Silverberg. And there was the four of us were in a picture together and we all wore different primary colors. <laughs> I saw, I saw. And guess what? It was not planned, but the picture is hell yeah. Yeah, the picture is hell yeah. <laughs> you need the pic. You need the pic. Check it out on Facebook or Insta. Um, you can Dot also, com. You can also see our guest uh, on Girl Code on the MTV Discover Channel on Snapchat. Yes, giving- swipe up. Swipe up, and she's giving you, you know, person, person in front of a green screen, realness. Person in front of a green screen, spilling tea and giving jokes, realness. Yes, for your nerves, and, and that's a skill. That's a skill. That's a skill. Because uh, we've tried it. It's tough. How many times did we fuck up? We fuck up all the fucking time. Maybe sometimes we don't even make the final cut. Oh, that's true. That's true. I've, you know what? I've, I've lost some gold on the cutting room floor, honey. They thought, let's get Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers from Mass Culturistas and put him on screen. Mm-hmm. No, bitch. No. What you don't know about us is our faces are disgusting. They're disgusting. And she writes for the phenomenal President Show with Anthony Atamanek. Oh, this show. This show is so goddamn good. It oh. entertains. It informs. It's artful. It's so artful. We'll talk about this later. It shocks. It shocks. And she was a New Faces for Just for Laughs uh, for the stand-up New Faces showcase. Uh, God, she's just phenomenal. Just such a smart, She goes, those person. make me seem like I have something going on. Well, she does have something going on. And her name is Ray Sonny. Uh, you guys are so nice. You guys are so nice. <laughs> oh, that was like you. the nicest and the coolest description of anything I do. Uh, let me tell you something. person in front of a green screen. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's because it's reality. It's because it's reality. <laughs> Those are your real credits. I know. It's unveiled crazy. for the first time. I never like thought about it like that because sure. my mama still know I ain't shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She calls you and she says, hi, um, can you do something with your fucking intern? Yeah. My mom has been like, um, you need to change your insurance. And she calls me and she doesn't care that I was once in a Comedy Central video. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. As bless, a background Bless extra. up to the parents who don't give a shit what we do. Mm-mm. And don't, these, these, the, I mean, whatever things we've amassed in the last few years mean nothing to them. And they mm-hmm. keep us grounded. Grounded. It's rule number 51 of culture. Your parents, parents don't care. care. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's so real. Like she cares because I can see a doctor now. Yes. Because I couldn't see a doctor for so long before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, but, Writers uh, Guild. <laughs> right? And, uh, uh, but yeah, she's just like, okay, you can see a doctor. Oh, you can buy me dinner. Yes. Great. These are the markers. <laughs> yep. These that's are the markers it. of success. <laughs> that's why I hit up all my guild friends. <laughs> exactly. For meals. Mm. Meals. Medication. Yes. <laughs> yes. You uh, don't understand. Sometimes I do hit up hit them up for antibiotics. Oh, that's nice. Well, I'll be like, you got the antibiotics. One time I one time I offered you extra Vicodin. Not Vicodin, I'm so sorry. One time I extra You offered, you offered extra, me extra amoxicillin, amoxicillin that belongs to your roommate. That's hilarious. <laughs> what we got third hand illegal drugs. Yes. And then he and then I'll just say Mike Spence Mike Spence your roommate <laughs> didn't understand that there, he was getting his stocked up antibiotic <laughs> stolen from him to come to well, me I asked him I was like can Matt have these and he said yeah he gave sure. you a passive aggressive answer he did but I still 
campaigned hard for you. you. Did, no, you but did. also like <laughs> passive aggressive no ain't gonna work if your friend's about to die. Yes, like, exactly. You can't roll your eyes and you're like, I guess. It's like, okay, it's a life or death situation. And you exactly. know, every time I'm even mildly sick, it's a life or death situation. <laughs> and here's the thing, and I was talking about this before we hit record. Matt is dealing with a lot of canker sores right now. Do you want to so talk about So many. This? Okay, so you guys, I've been to a lot stressful time <laughs> and I don't know what it is and and, and so before uh-huh. I said to Ray I was like I'm dealing with the canker sore right now because Ray and I just came from a show mm-hmm. I'll plug it we came from the above average showcase Ray did stand up I did some characters mm-hmm. and I said to her before I was like I'm about to go up there and I have a canker sore the size of a nickel <laughs> on my lips right now and she's like, well, you can't see it. And I immediately jumped in and was like, no, 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 it's not a cold sore. It's a canker <laughs> They're canker sore. sores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because canker sores isn't herpes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cold yeah. sores is, herp- is herpes. I have, the, I have the cold sore herpes. You have the herpes? You have yeah. HPV1. Yes, I have. H, sir, or herpes simplex virus 1. Yes, I yes. have. I mean, I'm a woman. I have HPV. Right, Appar- right. Like, uh, yeah, right. Given. Right. Apparently, I have herpes simplex virus one. Too, yeah, but, but so does but your everyone. Show, your cold sores don't show up, or d- they not never often. have ever. Oh my gosh! I think I've been getting cold sores every other fall uh, since I'm like nine years that's old. That's fine. You guys should both be lucky that you don't have herpes zoster, which I have, which is just the shingles virus. What? Oh, you know, I never had chicken pox, and I don't have shingles. I, I so that the, you're, you're in the clear, I think. My dad got mm. shingles, though, when he was like oh. 40. See, no, shingles you get if you did have the chicken pox virus, and it's dormant, and then it springs up again. Mm-hmm. So that's what that is. So if you didn't have chicken pox growing up, then you're fine. But what about this? Okay. What about when they say mm. that... If you didn't have chicken pox as a child, actually, that's not so good because if you get it as an adult, it could be very painful. Well, I got a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so, just yeah. like... Oh, yeah, the vaccine. I think the vaccine kind of was just like... But, you know, everybody says get the chicken pox when you're young so you don't have shingles when you grow up. But I didn't But you do it. still have shingles when you grow up. That's the thing. It's it's dormant. So anyway... You've had so shingles. So that's one I of these shingles. like old wives' tales then? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there, that's not medically. I don't think that's that's correct. So anyway, Matt is dealing with canker sores. Yeah, Monday. So bad, night. and I get I get a breakout when I get stressed. Mm. So Sunday night, he tells me this, and I go, "Well, I have this amazing Chinese herbal remedy that I swear by that I've been using since I was like in high school that my mom, you know, procures from like the shitty Chinatown pharmacies for me, mm-hmm. and I'll bring it with me tomorrow." And, and I can- began to look forward to that. Well, tomorrow was yesterday, and so you did not. I brought it with. I was. It was on my person yesterday, but then we didn't end up meeting yesterday. Mm-hmm. So then today, you're like, I really need it. Can you bring it to the recording? I go. I don't have it, but we can. We can go back to my place. But I still. I had a little bit of time to kill before I came here, so I went on this sojourn in oh Chinatown goodness. for my <laughs> bitch right here, Matt Rogers, and I was embarrassing myself to all these nasty, nasty dour shopkeeps. Oh <laughs> no. And I said, do you have watermelon frost? It's what it's called. It's called Siguas. Oh, chic. It's watermelon frost. That comes... sounds elegant. Sounds yeah. like a salad they would make watermelon on top frost. of <laughs> Watermelon frost sounds like someone what we call their Met Ball outfit. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. Watermelon frost. It's the theme. Did for you hear what I just said? Sounds like what someone would call their Met Ball outfit. Yeah, but <laughs> that's the canker sore. But I understood. It turned your F into a whole B. A though. whole B. <laughs> a whole B. <laughs> it gave me a whole other consonant sound. Outfit. 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 I went through so many fucking shops and I was like, Yo me, oh, see you guys swung and they said <gasps> which means I don't know, which 
was a You're lie. lying. They're lying. They're assholes. They didn't want to open up again. Exactly. And I was like, well, all the pharmacies are, are closed around. Like the like the, the shitty Chinatown pharmacies were all closed. What they all, time? They close at like six. It's nonsense. Like, how do you expect people to get their? How do you expect business to do? Well? I never understand when a a service provider of any kind mm-hmm. has daytime hours. Yes, I know that that sounds crazy. But <laughs> doctors should always work evenings, In the evenings and night. Yes, who's gonna see it? Like, you can't see a doctor during the day because every bitch is at work. Yes, every bitch is at work and. Pediatricians, I get no, but even then, it's like the kids are at school. Yes, and also kids always get sick at night. They yeah. always wake up in the middle of the night, hot as shit, screaming, crying. Ugh. You need pediatricians. You do on call. On what call. is it about that? Why do you get most sick at night time? Because maybe you're you're resting. Your immune system is sort of in a lull, and then you're more susceptible to... Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we have some doctors out there that well, are listening so to Well, so is your... If, you know, if for all you aliens and old people still use PCs... Um, yes. <laughs> when your phone is... When your phone or computer is charging, is that when you get viruses? Oh. Hmm. Wow. We've got to figure out if your system's we, charging. We must... Know if there's a connection here. Anybody out there who still has an Android phone, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Right now, I have to ask you <laughs> about your. I, hate uh, I have to ask you about your voice. Did you have a fun night? Oh, or something? I don't know what's the story. going. What's going through? Okay, I don't know the story. <laughs> I'm dying to hear. She's choosing what she wants to share. Yeah, because okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna be 30 in December. Yes, okay. I was just telling this to Matt on the way here. I'm gonna be 30 in December and. You know, I'm like all feminist and career oriented and I'm like, I don't like need kids right now. Yeah. You know, I don't need a partner right uh-huh. now. I'm super single. And uh and but like I'm gonna be thirty and I don't know, it just hit me like two weeks ago. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like I don't even I couldn't even think of a man that I would ever be like, Yeah, my kid could have half your DNA. <laughs> but like suddenly it was so important that there's nobody out there that I would, you know, f- feel good enough to share a kid with. What was the what was the I'm sorry for lack of a better word, what was the trigger for that? Like, uh, it literally was like, Oh, we were on break from work for two weeks, okay. so I I had a lot of booze in bed by myself. Sure, so just thoughts. Just wandering. my brain was like, yep. you know. What do you want to do before 30? And then yeah. it was like suddenly, have a kid. Oh my God. What is that? <laughs> it was something. Know. I think it's something like that, like, unfortunately, like, is just like kicks, yeah. evolutionary yeah. kicks in with women. Like, hey, have you thought about having mm-hmm. a kid? Because your body's thinking yes. about it. Yeah. And, it, and it was like, and you know, and milestones shouldn't matter, but they do for some reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, so I like, I, I was seeing somebody until recently, but he moved away, so the situation okay. ended. Okay. And I've been doing some kind of like, well, there's no one in New York I want, so I just text him to like make myself feel better. And really quickly, would you would would your kid would you willingly have your kid have half his DNA or no? He's really hot, so okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Then yeah, okay. And he's really smart, and <laughs> like like literally the only problem is distance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Check. Great. Check. Um and. Yeah, he's young and like a doctor and you know okay, he wants to boy. be like a young hot doctor cool in another it. city crazy God. anatomy ass motherfucker yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know I still like you know do my ego stroke in texting with him and I'm like oh first of all he's younger than I am and it's like it's like find somebody that makes you feel fuckable in New York <laughs> um, and so 
I like spotted another young boy. I think I'm going to decide to be a cougar. I think that's my sweet spot. Yeah, I see that. So because I'm just older dudes have worn me out and there's a confidence I feel talking to a man who's still taller but dumber than me. Yes, yes, yes. It's, yes. it's great. That applies to most men for you, though. Most men are dumber than you. Well, that's part of the concern. Part of the concern. I know this is going to sound terrible, but... No, guys, just really quickly. Ray is just a fucking genius. Brilliant. The first time I met her, I was like, oh my God, who the fuck is this? She just, like, gives you the truth in every... At the showgasm you hosted. Yeah, she... You you guys... You you guys were in the green room. I sat down and I was like... Listening. <laughs> Who is this? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so. So yeah. Like I'm. Also, I should just say I've been fortunate enough to go to very good schools, and so I'm already like there are not enough of those guys yeah. in the mm-hmm. first place who meet like a basic level of intellect. Can I ask? Okay. So I keep cutting in. Um, would you prefer an Ivy League guy or no? I don't <gasps> know if I prefer an Ivy League guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think it's one of those things that are also residual in your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was, I, you know, I didn't finish school. I want to be clear. I'm a dropout, Still a proud went to one. An Ivy League. I did go to an Ivy League, and then I'm on. I've been on mental health leave for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come through. Come on, break. <laughs> Come on, break. <laughs> Come on, Come on long break. Yes, it's like yes. I've got to prove. Self-care. I almost went back. Like, I, like comedy was not going well, and uh-huh. I almost went back. But one of the stipulations is that I have to see a psychiatrist for a full year. Oh, and then I was like, fine. Well, no. Well, I ain't going to no psych. Like, I'm a broke comedian. Okay, what you mean, yeah, psychiatrist yeah, yeah. for a year? Anyway, <laughs> so, um, so uh, yeah, yeah. I want like. This guy is twice Ivy League. Like okay. the All second right. one was med school. Yeah, yeah, young yeah. black dude, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like you know, I like I. So when I had that, and I was like, oh my god, I wasn't like in love with him or anything. Sure. I just kind of was like, oh my god, I'm not going to meet this again. He's mm-hmm. woke, game with feminism, yeah. understands trans issues not socially only but medically as well. That's huge, huge. Um, and like. You know, I just was like, uh, I'm not going to do better than that. Which right. isn't necessarily Which true. Which isn't necessarily true, but, but it started feeling to is feel valid. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the feeling is valid. And so we're like t- two months out of our situation at this point. Okay. So, And I'm still texting him like last week, you know, just yeah. to stroke my ego. Yep. And I was like, oh, God, I'm a non-fuckable bitch. <laughs> I actually texted him that. I was, like, I was like, I'm sorry that I keep texting you at 3 a.m. I'm just having time alone with my brain, and I'm worried. Yeah. And he was, like, totally cool about it. Um, but uh, so then I tried to hit on some other young boy, and I totally fucked it up. Like, totally. So I was like, uh Her text game fucked it up. text game fucked it up. Oh, okay. And uh, so I was like, damn, I can't even finesse 25-year-olds. Like, what's <laughs> good? So I was feeling bad about myself, and then I, like, decided that I was going to go out every night from, like, Thursday and look as good as I possibly could. Yes. So I, like, wore dresses, skirts. I, like, put on lots of makeup and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I showered maybe twice a day during that, like, four-day period. Okay, um, right. And so, like, we were on hiatus from work for two weeks. Yep. This is where all the booze and bed happened. Yes. And then... You had the room. I had the, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then... So then I go to a party, like a little get gathering on Sunday night, and it ends at 9.30. I'm like, okay, you're in a responsible adult who is working in the morning. 
go back to work. But then my co-host, <laughs> I mean, go back to go back to bed. And yeah. but then my co-host was at a comedy show, Ms. Marsha, Marsha, uh-huh. and she was at a fun comedy show. She was like, "Oh, the lineup's really good. Come hang." So I just hopped in an Uber. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not finished with this dress." Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. I, I love that. My eyeshadow was popping. Like my hair was good. So like, yes. I go out and like I just keep drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like a little dance party after the show and this like gorgeous British tourist just comes up to me and he like, he starts, he's a young, I'm like, he's even, oh God, he's 23. Oh, uh, whatever. Um, And he like, he comes up to me with stupid game, you know, the kind yeah. of stuff that 23 year old says. He's like, <sighs> like, is this your favorite bar? <laughs> around here like where do you like to go this is my Leeds accent and she described it as a Jon Snow accent yeah Jon Snow wasn't even like a posh accent it was like a Harry Styles type accent yeah basically and so I was like never say that again you are so corny (laughs) but you're really handsome you said that to him yes great that's what him being 23 did to me (laughs) I would never if he was 30 I'd have been like (laughs) (laughs) yes charmed yes so I was like, never say that again. Yeah. Uh, and he was white. He also said something about, you know, I've never been with a black girl okay. before. And I was like, never say that again. No, no, no. <laughs> I felt very in control of the situation. I felt People like people who are dumber than you. Yes. Yes. And so, uh, and so, like he was cute enough. He sent his friend away. We like made out a little bit at the bar, and we go home. Like we hop in an Uber and we go to my house. And I'm like. Rafa, you have work in the morning. <laughs> this was this past Sunday. This, this, this Sunday. is like, hello, 48 hours ago. Yeah. Yes. And so, yes. like, I didn't realize that, you know, because you're at a bar, you got to talk over music. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're just... And, you know, and then there's sex noises and stuff, so... Here we are. There we are, are those. So here we are. This is a 5 a.m. voice. I love this rasp. <laughs> it's so someone good. who's been awake till 5. <laughs> I said sometimes, though, it doesn't matter what reason says. Like, uh-oh. Lights went off again. This so, is happening. Okay. <laughs> well, sometimes it doesn't really matter what Sorry. reason says. Wait. It's just like you must get your body to the place it needs yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. this person was... Handsome and dumb and young, mm-hmm. and they were there. Uh huh. And so there you go. You carry through. And and no, that's beautiful. I think the latest booty call I ever did was a five a.m.er, and he didn't get there until five a.m. And I was twenty four, and he was nineteen. <laughs> what was he doing so oh, far? He was just like drunk with his not he was just and yeah they came he, he came over and he was so drunk yeah and it was in my old park slope apartment yes and i was just like i couldn't believe he said he was coming over at two and then at 5 a.m rolled around and he finally showed up and i was like i honestly don't want you here anymore but you got like a perfect little body no, <laughs> he, that's on him for showing up that yeah late. three hours is, is more like it's crazy. I wouldn't keep you up till five. See, but like the thing, and the thing is, like, it wasn't even a possibility of me being like, "Hey, don't come over anymore," because he was like, "I'm on my way the whole the time." The whole time. That's bullshit. And I was like, "Okay." It's bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. Bullshit. No. But anyway, I mean, you know, what we should get to. Yes, the question. We need to ask Ray the question we ask all of our guests, which is, Ray, what is the culture that made you into the person that you are? So, like, at at a at a, at a formative age this is the culture that entered your life whether it be movies uh geography television where you grew up whatever that made you 
become the Ray that you are today? It made you say, hmm, culture might be for me. Man, I... Could be a book, a text. Um, <laughs> like a text in, as in like a work of text. Or a text. Or a text that you message. Get from a friend. Okay, this is kind of embarrassing. Say it. Uh, when I was in sev- uh, 12th grade, when I was like 17, mm-hmm. or maybe 11th grade, so it would have been 16, but um, we read a book called The Unbearable Lightness of Being okay. in, uh, in our lit and philosophy class. And I, have re- I read it every year until I was like 22. But I read it for the wrong reasons. Like, <laughs> I read it like, oh my God, indulge in all of your feelings. Mm. Like, I was like... <laughs> I'm Teresa, I'm her, <laughs> and I'm gonna indulge in all my feelings and dump them on everybody else. Yes. And so I was like annoying and, and emo for like, and I'm probably still annoying and email, emo, but I like, it's embarrassing, but I also am very grateful because I came, I my parents are Nigerian Muslim immigrants, mm-hmm. you know? There's a lot of like, not taking your emotional self seriously. Yes, yes. There's a lot of go to school. Mm-hmm. We got hard work to do. Toughen up, suck it up. You know. Yep. Yep. And, yes. Um, I get that. I, I, I get that. And like so, I think that was the first time I let myself, in a real way, indulge in as in how emo I actually am. Yes. And uh, and you know I was also old enough to articulate for my mom why it's okay that I'm more emotional than everybody else in the family. And like, my mom is learning super late now, Mm -hmm. but like she's learning how to be indulgent herself too Mm. because she doesn't have to be our mom anymore because my youngest sister is 25. Oh, great. So like, oh, I fucked someone younger than my sister. (laughs) (laughs) The realization comes in. Oh, I've done that 17 times over at this point. (laughs) Whatever. Bone dudes older than my sister, so it, it, it's all relative. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it could go either way, but yeah. So that like unbearable my, lightness of being. Yeah, and that's you know maybe I'll give that to my mom to read one day. We're Teresa's. I earned it from you. There you go. Okay, that is this is so funny and it's so appropriate that that is the most intellectual answer we've ever had on this show. hundred. <laughs> no, it's not embarrassing. No, and I'm so glad because I am just like getting back in touch with this side of me. Because I, I also took philosophy in high school, and it was my sixth subject in IB, which is this oh, esoteric. Oh, excuse me, you fan. No, it was this. No, but it's bullshit. Like it was this. Anyway, IB, it's this baccalaureate program. So, and I chose th- philosophy as like like my, AP, but better. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yes. More for all for all my people that are like me out there, it's like AP, <laughs> but better. So anyway, it's what like, is it's like, like me? It's like those smart kids. Better than them. Like, like when I, when I say like oh me, I mean like the kids that were like, I'm in honors, and oh. thought that wasn't just something that like they were just trying to get people in. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's debatable. But anyway, I, but I indulged in myself at that age too, where it was like, as a junior, I was like, oh, wow. I mean, I like, and this is pretty basic, but like I got obsessed with Plato and just like, mm-hmm. just like loved all of Socrates. But um, but for you to say unbearable lightness of being, I mean, that's just one of those books to me that I've never read. Me but neither. Has been such this. It's it's part of this like monolith of books that's just like 
I can't approach. It's like it's like I place. I don't know if it's fair to like put that with Infinite Jest and lump that together with like this thing. Oh, it's that's not like, quite that. Hard. It's not quite that hard. I know it's it's much more accessible. But for me, it's just like I'm I'm intimidated by like the complexity. Well, I of it and the really texture. was very grateful that I read it with a teacher mm. who had taught it before. Yes, because it is really hard. It's yep. beautiful. The prose is gorgeous. Yep. Everything feels like a beautifully worded treatise and mm-hmm. it is but mm-hmm. I'm very grateful that I had someone to talk it out with and parse it because the book is about one thing but when you're reading it it can feel like it's about another sure, thing sure. it feels like a romance novel and to some degree it is but it's not yeah, and yeah. it's like important to mm-hmm. have someone who can see beyond your teenage self-centered self to recognize that this is like a commentary on the world we're in and how we should live in it as opposed to like indulging in all your sad feelings. Totally, totally. Well, I mean, okay, so fast forward to now. Mm. In what ways are you indulging in those? I mean, like maybe you think about like childbirth and like <laughs> I know and then <laughs> fuck a child. <laughs> and then you fuck a child. <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with... Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs Classic Clogs and Sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So, Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... 
Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. He's not a child. child. I was telling, she was like, oh, a 25-year-old. And I'm like, that's not that young. Yeah, They know know a lot of shit. But this one was 23. Bowen is fucking 26. Whatever. (laughs) No, I'm turning 27 in two months. In a year and a half. I feel so old. Stop it. I need a baby. Three years between us, that's nothing. I no, no I, I told myself, I said, Rafa, you can't, Rafa, that's my first name. I call myself that when I'm talking to myself. Uh-huh. But um, I'm like, you need to stop talking to people born after 1990. <laughs> and I was born in 1990 and people treat me like garbage. <laughs> Less than. It's, so, like, it's so interesting, this thing that's happening, that happens a lot, mm-hmm. which is like, they're like, how old are you? And I'm like, 27. And they're like, oh. <laughs> and then it's like, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I will one day, I will very soon be 39 <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. it's okay. I'm also on my way there. I'm with you. Well, the thing is like, it's, you know, I didn't realize it because I would often be like, oh, why do you care? Yeah, I'm 87, yeah, yeah. like you're 85. <laughs> yeah. It really is like TV show references. That's all, that's the difference, right. but it's a that's big fair. one. I get you. Because I'll be like, oh, did you watch Recess or Pepper Ann on one And the Saturday answer morning? is yes. Yes and yes. Okay, but then somebody who's like 24 won't say, oh, I know what Recess is. Okay, but right. we, we we fell in that window. Mm-hmm. Who's that girl? What's her name? We are yes. family uh, here. Like, yeah. We are family here. What's her name? Pepper Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann. Ann. <laughs> We're going insane. Uh, like, but there are, it's interesting now. Like, I think for me, it happened when I was maybe 26. That you were like, I was like, a gap. I was like, oh, wait, I'm on the other side mm-hmm. of my 20s. And that made me feel weird and i i expressed that out loud and someone was like <laughs> yeah you're oh oh that's so sad because we're in new york it's because just like everywhere else everybody understands the anxiety of being over 25 right. because everywhere else is doing life a lot faster than we are there's a, mm. there's a prescriptive yeah thing there where it's like yeah they have act- their, their milestones count so, like, mm. if you said this to somebody who's, you're from Long Island, yeah. I'm sure the response would be different. And, you know, like, also people, I don't know, I'm imagining that person was in entertainment. and they, <laughs> Yes, they were. And they like to do the... The uh, performative uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The, rule number 102, the, the performative, performative uh. <laughs> um, I will say this has been fucking with me. What? One of my best friends from high school, Emily. Yes is now 
fully like nine months pregnant. Okay, great. And it's crazy that she's married. I know when she got married, I was like, oh my God, this is insane. And now another one of my best friends from high school is married and like probably going to get pregnant soon. And the engagements keep coming and everything. The pregnancy is what really got me. Because it was like, oh my God, someone that is my age that I went through a lot of things with is having a child and that will start to define their life going forward yeah and that makes that does make you question where, you where are. you're at i mean my father had me late my father was 35 my mother was 28 which That's is funny because 35 isn't really late but it like is for them in that time for yeah, 1990 yeah, yeah for 1990 i bet my dad was anxious at 30 sorry no yeah. i bet he was like i haven't really ever asked him that uh-huh. but i bet that you know Coming around to 30, 31, 32, mm. my dad met my mom when he was 34. Mm-hmm. Like, that's got to be a thing. Sure. my mom was Especially th- when his mother was 17 right. when she had him right. my mom in was 1955. 33, yeah. Yeah. Mom, that's, when she had me. Older. M- my mom was 28. Mm-hmm. Same. And she had emigrated from Nigeria mm-hmm. and had a kid before (laughs) so like when i turned 28 i was like oh my god my mom had two kids and had left africa and i am just figuring out how to make baked mac and cheese (laughs) i mean are we assigning too much meaning to that necessarily no i don't think we are because time is time and there's only so much of it yeah but we're in a different time sure and yes yes but i think they're just you know as even if you're like Fortunately, that's not the case with my mom, but like even if you guys are like so different that you don't share the same values. Yeah. Even if that were the case, there's some shit that you grow up learning that's residual. Oh, sure, sure, and sure. And so I feel like, you know, even though I know it doesn't matter that I didn't get this degree or like, yes. you know, didn't have kid hair and right. whatever. I know it don't matter in the grand scheme of that. I'm sure it doesn't even matter. She has an, I have a nephew. She has a grandkid. She's cool. Uh-huh. But there's still something every now and then that shows up in the back of your head. You're like, oh, yeah, we were told Nigerian women should be married. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, so. it's ingrained in there somewhere. It's imprinted. I mean, yeah, like my dad saying to me that, like, he's the oldest out of his sibling. He's the oldest male, which means that his son, me, yep. I technically carry the family yeah, line, line. Even, even though I have an older male cousin on that side of the family. But he's my the younger, first son. But he's the first son. So, so it's, yeah. So the, so the male firstborn of the first son. Oh, my God, you're Prince William. I'm Prince William. And so, and I was even, because he was in town last night, and I was even talking to him about this, and he brought that up, and I was like, but Dad, it doesn't matter anymore. And I mm-hmm. thought I was right. And I was like, but dad, I was, I thought I was being so like progressive and I was like, but it shouldn't matter. And he goes, no, it does. And I was mm-hmm. like, him saying, no, it does is just it's, it's, it's like that rule in the rule book that you're like, hmm, that doesn't make any fucking sense, but someone could say it. But it's like Comforting. for him and yeah. it's like for him to have like beaten that into my psyche for so long. Like it as, soon as, as soon as he said, no, it does. I was like, yeah, you're, okay. right. you're right. You're right. It right. does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll never forget the moment. And I remember the moment that I realized that I was gay. Mm-hmm. At 11 years old, I was getting into bed and I looked at the window and I was looking up at like, I was like thinking about my day that day and I remembered ha- playing in the pool with my friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I love my friend. I love when he comes over. I love like his back. 
<laughs> I love like his back. I really want to touch his back. You liked backs at eleven? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. It was <laughs> a thing. That's I'm a grown inten- up. I'm a complex a sexual thing. being, wow. even at the age of eleven. I was like still looking at long eyelashes at eleven. <laughs> yeah. You out here checking out backs? No, and shit. no. I'm still into back, wow. not cock. <laughs> so basically, oh, like I remember God. that that moment. I was like, oh my god, I want to fuck my friend. Okay. So I I the first thing I thought was. I won't have a son. Oh. No, I, I was like, I was like, I have That's a sister. Terrifying. I have a sister who will take someone else's name, mm-hmm. and my family line, quote unquote, will die because my uh, my, my dad has two um, sisters, and okay. they didn't take. And then they didn't care that. Because, so so the Rogers weight. name would die. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I was like, oh my god, it was very similar to your situation. But you well, still have Fred Rogers. He's out there in the universe. Out there <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I'll break this news. Fred Rogers is dead. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm sure he is like super sweet sweater wearing kids somewhere. <laughs> you know what? Yes. I would love to find out that I was distantly related <laughs> to him. I think you are probably distantly related. But in the meantime, I was like, oh shit. Like, it's so crazy. It's that was my first number thought. one uh. concern was my God, my parents, specifically my father, are going to be so mad when and so upset and disappointed mm-hmm. when they find out that I am going to be the That's reason really that our tough. name ends. Mm. Oh, that man. is a thing. You know, that reminds me of a thing, and I'm going to be the annoying straight girl. Please. For Come a on, straight. So I was watching a bunch of Netflix documentaries during my break. Yes. And um, you. there was a doc in the political section about, uh, you know, that I can't remember, was it called Outrage? Where they like talked about outing gay politicians who were working against. Oh, um, sure. Like your Larry Craig's and stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. So the actually Larry Craig, Craig was the entry point into the documentary, yes. and um, then yeah. they talked about a whole bunch of other Republican people because the documentary was made maybe like 2010, 2009. So like they were talking about a whole bunch of other people who had been in Congress at the time that I had no clue about. Yeah. But one of the things that like resonated with me, and this is what what you just said reminded me of. Um, Jim McGreevy, who was the Jersey governor, yes, who yes. was gay, I and he was about to be outed because he had hired this Israeli, unqualified Israeli guy to work in his administration because he was having an affair with that guy. Yes. And he was married with children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know the, you know how all these cheating ass governors do? They bring their uh, wives out. Yep, and yep. they're standing there sad and uh-huh. all of that. Here's so, Elizabeth. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Elizabeth. She forgives me and she's like standing there like sad as yeah, shit. Yeah. Won't you? But um, uh. I think he resigned. He resigned because first he was the first, um, they called him the first openly gay governor of New Jersey. Mm. I was like, I don't know how open oh, that open. was. Wise. If he's ha- he had to come out because he always about to get to it first. Uh. But um, so they, they went through the whole thing and his wife, um, was not angry with him. She was embarrassed, and um, and they divorced. But I think they have an amicable relationship at the moment. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he said that was like mind blowing, and I had never considered this before. He was like, you know, um, I grew up in a Catholic family in in New Jersey. Like I, when I figured out I was gay, we were super Catholic, mm-hmm. and so like the place I'm supposed to go to find love, which is God, mm-hmm. is really really harsh and critical of gay people and he like talked about how okay well i can't learn about being gay and being a full human being 
at church, but let me go to the library to like hear about other gay people and mm-hmm. learn about uh, gay people. But if you're a young kid in the 70s, ain't mm-hmm. no books about no. dope gay people or not nope. immediately accessible. Yeah, yeah. None. And I was really struck by that because even if as a black woman, like people else, elsewhere tell me I'm not dope, I had black parents who countered that yeah. at the very mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. And I could might be harder to find but I grew up in East New York Brooklyn yeah there were books for black kids there mm-hmm. but I can't imagine being like I am unlike everybody I know yeah and at, meanwhile ever, there is nothing there's in... nothing that you can learn elsewhere there's no Google yeah you have this wow. in a whole other level than I have this but it's like I just remember the horror of it being I could not see my future mm-hmm. like I could not see a world where I was happy or mm. where I had any other things that my parents had or any of my friends had. Wow. Or like, it was like, you could not see it. Mm. Like, I, I, like I, then I remember when I was in high school, like the first celebrity, and I remember I had an inf- a strong infatuation with him because of this, but when Neil Patrick Harris became like a thing. Mm. He was when, really hot though. When he was like, hot. There, I mean, was like a, there was like a window. Yeah. yeah. Oh was there was a good ass window. window where he was hot. And you know why? It's because he was playing a straight character fucking lots of chicks. No! It was. You think we've internalized it? I that? think we oh, have definitely that. internalized it. And I think the only reason he was even allowed to A, be gay, and it was like, it's fine. Was, oh, it's because he, he was able to portray yeah, this masculine character. Gotcha. And I also think the only reason why his character was able to be as misogynistic as he was mm-hmm. is because, because in real life, everyone was we like, he's actually gay, yeah. so we can play this game. So it was a weird area where like, we kind of pretended this wasn't a CBS ass show mm-hmm. where it was CBS disres- ass ass CBS ass <laughs> show. That's true. Um, so you're saying Neil Patrick Harris to you is like this. He first. was he was so important to me because he he at least even though it was a little fucked up he at least represented some Something. sort of homosexuality complex, mm-hmm. some some sort of homosexual complexity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas and that, and that complexity is magic tricks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, finally, a gay man who, who did magic. Do magic, and that was different from. And I'm gonna. Oh I'm actually being. No, I know. I know. I'm sorry, you're being no, no, no. I know you are, but. I know you understand. Yeah. The, the, but the but it's interesting because literally all we had before that was Will and Grace. Yeah, I was gonna bring up Will and Grace and like All we had before that was Will and Grace and Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Um I wish I had seen yeah. as a child this vision of BD Wong IRL at his New Year's party. I think I've talked about this on the pod before. But mm-hmm. Oh my god, what is this image? He's so First of all, he's so adorable. He's gorgeous. The best. Icon. Um, Icon. For I love him on sorry, I didn't no, no, need no, to please, make please, this please. about you. No, what? I'm a pre SVU ass bitch. <laughs> See, this is why we're talking about age differences okay, and sure, TV sure, sure. references. Oh, but there on. was a show called Oz. Oh, yeah, I know Oz. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. And I watched Oz in real time. I don't know where my parents were. They should have been raising me. You had not HBO? Me I can't believe you were watching Oz in real time as a young you person. Had, yes. yeah. it, like, a Oz finished when I was like 15. Oh, and there God. were a lot of things I should never have Maloney's seen. Ass. Yeah. 
First of all, I saw Stabler's butt before all the rest of y'all got <laughs> noticed it. Oh my Him god! Him getting his dick sucked oh and snapping god. someone's neck, neck while it happens. Yes. Oh no no no. Yes. Us. And then and then his boyfriend <laughs> biting someone else's dick off when they were trying to rape him in that prison. Was yeah. crazy. It was crazy. But yes, I knew Chris Maloney was fine before everybody else okay, did. Okay. Yes. But and also, BD Wong was on Oz. He was um, the priest who everybody would yes. like go to to like you know confess or like. Um, you know, he would Suck perform. No, I don't know. He never <laughs> no, he got in trouble guy. like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, he was actually like weirdly very, very like the one of two like purely Just good people on the show. Oh, but he was he okay. was desexualized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I the, wonder why. <laughs> but the 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 uh, framing around his desexualization was his being a priest. Right, of course. And they had mm-hmm. I don't remember specific episodes, but I do remember there being a storyline about a struggle to be oh. a like absent of sex. That's um, interesting. I like so that. I might have to revisit that. Don't be them up if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm no, pretty sure I'm pretty sure there was like a there was at least a conversation with other with the prisoners about the struggle it is to take to desexualize yeah, yourself right. to be a priest but he was oh my god he looks so good he looks exactly the same he yep. looks the same age and like he's yeah. amazing Has an age to Jurassic World is the same as Jurassic Park yeah he looks identical really? like oh I don't remember him from Jurassic Park oh yeah he was in Jurassic Park he and had, he plays the same character in Jurassic World he had glasses in Jurassic Park and then no glasses in Jurassic World because wait you know, so he got vi- younger visual surgery <laughs> has come younger. so far yes all these like super hot men who are like so gorgeous and young looking like Pharrell makes me dizzy he, it's like, insane it's, it's insane yeah. it's like what do you but I, that's rich people stuff they yeah. drink in rich people water using you know rich people too? creams you know who else too Ryan Philippe oh he yeah he does still look like it's a baby crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. Like baby. everyone follow Ryan Philippe and also Instagram. Reese Witherspoon they yeah. both yeah, both. I'm insane. like get back together you're the only people aging like magicians have <laughs> you seen their kids <laughs> no because they look her just like daughter oh, really? looks exactly like her that's and insane. is stunning and it's so infuriating. It's mind blowing that they have like seventeen year olds because so they insane. are so they were young to couple. me. Yeah, but yeah. they were one of those young ass mm-hmm. married couples who had kids. They were like very yeah, young. Yeah, like they got married at like twenty or something. Yeah, silly. it was. They were young. They were married. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, just this this B D Wong image of his New Year's party two years ago. He just makes kanji like this porridge, this like okay. savory Chinese porridge for everybody. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. at his kitchen. Just wearing like leather high heels, like this fucking long, long like laced up all the way up to his knees, and I was like, and he, I think he had lipstick on, and I was like, you are. Where's like, so his Instagram? Like good? No, no, no. Like I went to his party. Oh. Um, and I'm sorry, name drop. Um, we we out here. Oh, we but, out here no, going to BD Wings. Cause, <laughs> wings. Cause Joel, BD Wings. BD Wings. Because Joel, because Joel Kambuster told me once, like oh, okay. he, he heard a rumor that BD Wong hosts. A brunch for a bunch of like media gaysians every week. Wonderful. And Joel and I were like, we have to go to this. We have to go. And we kept tweeting him one day. We were like, is this true? Do you really have this brunch? And he was like, LOL, maybe. <laughs> and then and then a friend saw this. You weirdos. You what are you weirdo. doing? And I think I, I, some co-star with him on Gotham was like, uh, oh, I'm going to his party. You should come with him. That bitch like, works. He, he, he yeah, he's always so collecting much. a check. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's great. And then... um. We went over there, and he was just cooking, and he was very sweet. And um, but I was like, but this is all to say, I wish I'd seen that as a kid because I knew where 
Because I would have known. Your parents should have let you watch ours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they should have left the house. My parents let me get away with some bullshit. Um, like they let me watch like fucking. I mean, I wouldn't have cable, but they let me watch like Mad TV, which was like my dad watched Mad TV with me. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of shit All I shouldn't have been nonsense. seeing. It was bad, and it was. Crude yeah, as I think I think because half the time they thought, oh, it's SNL, <laughs> and they, and they recognized SNL, but and they thought, oh, about it's my, talking about my parents. No, every any parent, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally any parent. Yeah. If Mad TV came on, they were like, oh, this must be <laughs> SNL, yeah, yeah. and so, but Mad TV, we know, was something else. Oh my God, you know, Mad TV. I love Mad TV. I like. I like when I think about Mad TV, I go, "Wow, I think I learned every stereotype about yes. every type yep. of person yep. from watching yep. this show." Yep. And that's actually very impressive of the show to do. <laughs> to be able to house so many hackneyed <laughs> no, characters. No, seriously, I think I learned about white women from Nicole Sullivan doing yeah. Britney Spears. Yes. <laughs> oh, and they did that. But they did I that. Will, do you sometimes miss that? I do miss like how I sometimes stupid, miss that. The stupid, 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 broad ass, <laughs> dumb. Because they did, they did Nicole, generalizations. Oh my god, they did Nicole Sullivan as Britney Spears, and they did a behind the music thing while she was shooting the video for Baby One More Time. Yes! And then Deborah Wilson plays Brandy, and like Brandy's supposed to be a feature. And then Nicole Britney is like, "Will you be in my video?" And then Deborah Wilson as Brandy is like. No, and <laughs> as Brandy, as Brandy, as, it was the song was "Lick My Baby, baby Back, back behind. behind." Lick my baby back behind, and they, they changed the melodies just enough <laughs> to not. Oh my god! Wait, this is I was like ten Lover years Muffin. old when I saw oh this. Oh my god! Wait, ten years old. Deborah was as Mariah Carey. Lover Muffin, Lover Muffin, Lover Muffin, Lover Muffin, and she's like, she Hi, had the best I'm Mariah, so and good. I'm crazy. Yeah. The whole thing was just, just like Mariah's crazy. The Whitney's game is crazy. The game. Britney's crazy. Everyone's Everybody's crazy. crazy. <laughs> the game of all these sketches. This bitch is crazy. crazy. You know, there was like two Matt TVs though, because I don't know this Keegan Michael Key. No, Matt me TV. Oh, I just stuck me with him until those years. Oh, I didn't even get to Angela Johnston, yo. Oh, okay. okay I yeah, fell off. She was I, all the rage I think for I, a second. Yeah, because I fell off after Aerie Spears, probably. I loved Aerie Spears. Mm-hmm. So, like, Aries. the first Aerie Spears, I just remember a distinct sketch of him doing a Chris Rock impression. Oh. Uh, this is this show is so bad and so he's doing a Chris Rock impression and it's Chris you know how Chris Rock had put out that song No Sex in the Champagne Room yeah, yeah so yeah. he like basically does that cadence yeah it's not a song I don't think but he's like giving the what the names of the network television stations stand for yeah and I v- like vaguely remember because UPN um, CW is now UPN and, and the yeah, WB yeah, yeah. And I loved UPN I loved UPN, they had like a slew of really dope black shows for a long time. Yeah. And so, and, yeah. Girlfriends, they had Moesha. Sparks. Yes. They had Moesha, yeah. they had the Parkers, they had a bunch of stuff. There was also one called Homeboys in Outer Space that I really loved that oh, I'm embarrassed to say. No, it's Coonery, Apocalypse. No. Like, don't watch it. <laughs> I just love it because I think Flex Alexander is the hottest dude ever. <sighs> but anyway, so I just remember a sketch with Aerie Spies doing a Chris Rock impression going, UPN, underpaid niggas. <laughs> 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 then 
show is nuts. Like truly every stereotype. It's kind of crazy that they got away fly, with that. Yeah. Would never fly today. Fucking Alex Borstein playing an Asian and, uh, woman. What's no. her name? Miss Swan. Miss Swan. Like, are you kidding me? I think the only not offensive. <laughs> but do you like it? I love it. Do you like? Do you like Miss Swan? I was obsessed with Alex Borstein growing up. I was like, this lady. I am living. I was like, this lady is the funniest fucking woman I've ever seen. Okay. How does no adult Bowen? Adult Bowen. You adult still put like on your it. Adult, you put on your adult hat. Yeah. yeah. Put, watch with your adult glasses. Yes. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable, but it's so funny. <laughs> It's so funny. I mean, Angela Johnson did Bon Quee Quee. Bon Quee Quee. And she her did... name was Bon Quee Quee. And have you seen her stand-up where she straight up does a... F- I mean, it's a she flawless... Bon Quee Quee? No, she does a flawless Vietnamese like nail salon oh, accent. No. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. So not appropriate. Wait, Vietnamese is the stereotype? I thought she, it was Korean. No, no, no. This is in her stand-up. When no, she but talk- I mean like... This she's doing a Vietnamese. Oh, she's specifically like, doing a Vietnamese. Okay, because like, she does like a Vietnamese like nail salon. The stereotype was Koreans do salon. I mean, okay, it runs the gamut. Okay, yeah. But she she does this bit, which was it really like. It was why her stand-up was popular. It was because she was doing these accents about yeah. going to a nail salon and basically the girls that work at the nail salon talking to her and, and what they like, sounded like and what they said, and that was her whole bit. And it and people. Ate that shit up. Like people ate that shit up. Her, both of her big things were like huge, like appropriation oh bits. Yeah, God. maybe that's why she's not around. I mean, I, wish I don't think it I is. saw a Twitter. I, that's why she was in my brain. I saw a picture of her on Twitter. She also has not aged at all. Oh, good for her. She was great. I wish her the best. She's very talented. She's super talented. It's just it sometimes makes you wonder like. What what is it that a like she never did anything again like what did that makes you think, I think did she's someone still doing stand-up. does she do stand up yeah, okay, I think okay, she's okay. still doing it's just like, not on the level as maybe you thought she was gonna get because sure. she had these huge moments well, I mean, where everyone the was age talking of Twitter, about her. you ain't getting away with no bullshit no 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 you see the way Black Twitter ripped Iggy Azalea apart we ain't let you have no bullshit <laughs> someone for a second was like Izzy Azalea's got a new single and I was like no she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you think she does? No, she doesn't. Iggy Azalea has a career. Iggy Azalea no. never existed. Yeah. <laughs> oh but the wow. other day I was on my Spotify. I was listening to my Spotify and like I was on like an old playlist. And then I all, all of a sudden out. it was like, dun, 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 dun. it was Black Widow. Oh. Like, this love me so much and then that one just hate you. That one. Oh, God, where she's just, so and bad. I'm like listening to her rap and I'm like, you are doing a crazy mm-hmm. black southern accent which is insane she's a tiny girl from australia yeah. it's her name is, is amethyst insane what it's she's doing and she like she went to houston then went to la who there who there ah! no no it's crazy it's it's insane to listen to and it is something that it's very distracting too like bla- like blonde tips on metrosexuals We'll look back on Iggy Zalia in 15 years oh and think, God, no, right bitch. No, oh my God, the bitch. Frost. The Frost. The Frost. Remember when white boys um, that, like, in metrosexual age were, like, just bleach, bleaching the, the dip the of tops. their hair? Oh, I wanted they would so gel bad. their hair and just bleach the tip. Mm-hmm. I even knew at the time, I was like, I'm not doing that because there is no <laughs> way that has this. staying power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. do you... Um, Oh my God! You know when I'm thinking of it, he didn't have just the tips though. Did you watch the Real World? No, probably not. But the Real World, New Orleans, the first one. Which year was that? 
Do you know? Oh, was it like 95, oh, 97? God. It's probably like 97. Uh, I st- I really kind of started. Well, there was a gay um a gay guy on that show too. He yes. was the first. He was the first because I didn't see Pedro season. Not Pedro. But um he was the one who had a boyfriend who was in the military and they had to block him. His name was Danny and oh they had God. to block him. I remember uh, Danny. block his boyfriend when no. his boyfriend came visit because it was still Don't Ask Don't Tell era. Oh, oh my God. Uh, that was like huge for me in terms of like seeing gay people because I don't yes. think I saw them before. It was like. Ellen and him at the yeah, time, yeah. I think. Um, but uh, but like, uh, yeah, there was a boy Matt who was Mormon, mm-hmm. and but he like was really cute. <laughs> They're and, all so cute. And there was this girl Julie who was also some kind of evangelical or Mo- Mormon or something, mm-hmm. and she had a crush on him because they were both virgins, and she thought that they would like you know get married or whatever. But <laughs> I just together. But I just remember Matt being like. Oh, like this, like virgin nineteen-year-olds, like I met with the pretty boy lips, but he like had the, Christ but he was like a natural death. blonde, and he had the cut, oh. black cut, you know, the Backstreet Boy yeah. cut, ah! the bl- they call the Brian Latrell. The br- oh, but I don't think Brian did Brian. No, no, no. But we call it that because why not? Why not? Right? Exactly. It was the every boy band made up by Ron Perlman, who's yep. abusing one person and yeah. at least one of these bands. Oh my god. We want to get his name right because he's a pedophile, and we should all know his name. Yeah, Lou Perlman. Lou Perlman. Excuse yes. me. Ron Perlman is the. Oh my god. I'm Wait, so sorry, Ron. Ron he's the guy from Sons of Anarchy, Beauty and the Beast. Like, oh sure. He's the like. He's the guy who's always playing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's just, kind of a... let's just say he's a pedophile. No, <laughs> Why no. Not? Get these no, he's, in he's, he's I'm kidding, so I'm good about being like woke on Twitter. Oh, good, let's good, good. No, let's, no, no, um, no. let's not preserve pedophile. His name. Him. Okay, okay. We can find name. somebody who like is terrible, like loves Trump. We call him pedophile. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I have someone who's terrible. Who? And you can. And I want to talk about this. Okay. Okay. You. Ray was at our I Don't Think So Honey live show. Yes, and she killed. And here's the deal. You can listen to this on Spoke right now. Or uh, on the actual, our feed, our podcast feed next week. In about a week. In about a week. When yep. it'll be on our, our channel. But Ray decided to go into the Troll Bowl and picked out Elizabeth Moss. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a bitch who deserves to get read. And I've been thinking about this mm-hmm. since you did your incredible Master I Don't Think So Honey. It was amazing. Um, I want to give full credit to Marsha Belsky because Marsha was like having problems because Marsha was trying to watch Handmaid's, uh, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. And she was like, I don't, I don't get how she reconciles this. And also, yeah. during the promotion for Handmaid's Tale, she would say dumb shit like, um, I'm not feminist. It's not a feminist yeah, story. Feminist. Yeah. Right. yeah. This week, um, someone commented on it. She did like I an saw, open Q&A oh on her Instagram yeah, yeah. and someone was like, hi, um, and they asked her that question, like, how do you reconcile your, your faith with what's on the show, what's being depicted on the show? Don't you see some similarities? And she goes, just uh, totally actually to this person and was yep. like, actually, Scientology is about open-mindedness and that's why that's what I really love about Scientology thank you so much she said what's most important to me is religious freedom yeah and I said to myself okay let's walk this back for a second Mm -hmm. religious freedom when I watch Leah Remini Scientology in the Mm -hmm. aftermath that don't sound like nobody's freedom which I do watch and I do believe yep because I watch these people on this show and their accounts are very emotional mm-hmm. and seem very honest to me. And they're week after week after week. They're talking about sexual abuse, imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Um, David Miscavige's wife 
ain't around. She's, and she's nobody gone. knows. No, she appeared in the woods. <laughs> yeah, she and, appeared wait, in the woods looking like shit. Like six months ago, she, like they found her in the woods and then she wasn't seen again. This is alleged. It's crazy. Is there was a somehow there was a photograph of her. Is this like a being fucking, led through the woods? Is, is this a Bronte sisters novel? <laughs> like, but here's the deal. It's like you, I am so confounded by this because it's like. She, someone's really got to sit down with her and look her in the face with a camera in her face mm-hmm. and ask her this question. Because how the fuck mm. are you going to have women coming forward with stories of sexual mm-hmm. assault and sexual abuse, lifelong mm-hmm. sexual abuse and assault and imprisonment, mm-hmm. and you talk about... Religious freedom. Religious freedom Despite that, yeah. Well, I mean, wasn't she raised? She was raised. I don't think that's. I don't oh. think she was. You know what? I'm gonna find out. Let's find out because I know the Mastersons are raised, which is what is letting right. me like Danny Masterson let and- them get away. And like, it's not letting like. And Beck was raised. And yeah. um, who's Beck's wife? Ex-wife. Oh, Some uh. um. Somebody I was very disappointed to find out was also Scientologist. Oh, but like, I'm not saying that it's okay because you were raised, but I feel about it how I feel about people who don't fight their Trump supporter parents yeah. and then like try to have it both ways. Sure, sure, sure. And Elizabeth Moss is just greedy. Oh, sure. I, because literally every one of her characters is a quote unquote feminist icon. Every single yeah. one. Peggy, that shorty from Top of the Lake, mm-hmm. The Handmaid's Tale. Yep, yep, yep. It's, she's greedy. And I'm wondering yep. if she thinks it's a good marketing thing or if she identifies herself in these characters. I do I not think she grew up a Scientologist. Okay. Um, parents, parents were, were Scientologists. Parents, parents were Scientologists. Hot producer Emma is hot telling producer us. Emma is telling Emma's us. Really I, hot. I also she has amazing nails right now. I, I, really I, I wanted to say, hot producer Joe and hot producer Alex are not with us right now. We have hot producer Emma, and she's killing it, killing it, and she's giving us information off the top of her. Parents head. were Scientologists. Parents Does that were mean we think that she was raised in Scientology? Yes. Okay, yeah, we I think, think it's so. like that shorty from Orange is the New Black, the oh, ex-girlfriend. Uh, yeah, yeah, Piper's Laura, Laura girlfriend. Laura Prepon. Laura Prepon, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's married to a Masterson. Oh. Or was married yes, to a Masterson. that 70s show, yeah. <clears throat> and the master, no, she was married to the guy on that oh. 70s show, Little Brother from Malcolm, Malcolm in the, the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle, yeah, yeah. So they're, why do they just keep generating actors? That's so bizarre. And, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think it's the kind of thing where Scientology is old enough for there to be grandchildren now. Wow, no. Elizabeth Moss is quoted as saying um, that she gives her, the faith gives her stability. It makes her feel like a better version of herself. Quote, I think that's a good way of saying it because there's so much focus on the, I guess, empowerment and sort of respecting yourself and yourself as an individual. It's a better you, not necessarily changing who you are. I'm a big believer in taking what works for you from different things. Mm. I have a lot of respect for that. So my friends She's may give greedy. me great advice yeah. or I'll talk with my mother. But personal freedom is a very important concept in my religion. And I translate that to sexual orientation, I guess, defending mm-hmm. the gay community. Because, un- because you know, unfortunately, the, no. gay, the Scientology's views on... Unfortunately. On, on, more than unfortunately. I mean, it's... I mean, she's tragedy, to, but she's trying to just she's trying to have it both ways, and she yeah, can't. She's the fact of the matter is, she's a fucking celebrity, mm-hmm. and they treat them differently. And the oh, fact they that probably she, do. Yeah, the fact that right. she can't see that, and, and the fact that she doesn't believe these women coming forward, mm-hmm. the, and not just one or two women, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that show? I only watched the pilot, but I was 
obsessed with it. Actually, that's what I'm going to do right now. When we leave, I'm going to watch the show. But that what is show it? that was based on like Tom Cruise's story, no. where they had that that really hot guy who was like trying to uh, find a perfect Scientology wife. <gasps> oh, I've heard about this. Hey, what's it on E? <gasps> it was on E. Oh. And I watched the pilot, and I was like, this is poorly written, and I am in love. <laughs> um, where oh they my God, they that's had insane. this young hot guy. Uh, so the stories are, the pilot at least was centered on this actress whose boyfriend she just found out was cheating on her. Uh-huh. And she goes in for an audition to play alongside this hot actor who is Tom Cruise's character, basically. Oh, yeah, I heard of um, and, Oh, my God. And then he doesn't pick her for the role, but he thinks she's the perfect public partner. Mm-hmm. And so basically they, she, like, in the in the first episode, I don't know if she, I don't remember if she takes it, but she basically, he's offering her a contract to be his girlfriend for like 10 years or be in a relationship for 10 years yeah. it's basically Tom and Katie right. and it was intense and crazy and I totally believe it <laughs> I totally believe it I believe everything that. 100% 100% and honestly I I just feel like well I definitely think she's gonna lose the fucking Emmy over it yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. and that's what everyone's she's, uh, they, she's when, I, when I you just, think you wanted to have social consequences for that sh- well the thing is like people aren't gonna vote for that for her here's the tea do you Apparently, think, I have a question though. What? Sorry to cut you off. No, just a quick like I believe in social consequences for transge- transgressions such yes. as those. I'm very curious because I've been seeing this kind of self delusion happen, where when you provide them those like social consequences or whatever, they turn themselves into martyrs. Like that Ted Nugent thing. Did you see where he's like, oh, I can't get into the Hall of Fame the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I'm not PC enough. And that might mm-hmm. be true. And then David Crosby was like, no, the fucker's just not good enough. But like, <laughs> do you think they learn the lesson? Or, or do you think they, they dig their they, heels they, yeah, they yeah. dig their heels in. I think what's important is, is that, that they we don't it, get on it. What's important is that we we don't justify that shit. Yeah. And if they want to talk about it like I didn't get on it for this reason, they can spin off into their own fucking realm of crazy. why they still love that shit. When there's evidence and social consequence for it. I mean, exactly. And I'm not saying that Handmaid's Tale doesn't still do a great thing. Mm. I'm not still. I'm not saying it's not a great show. Mm. But there is a hypocrisy here, mm-hmm. which we must call out, and she has to answer for because she seems like an intelligent person. She's an incredible actor, mm-hmm. and you can't and. Also, the way she was promoting the show matters, right. too, because she was undercutting, ultimately, the feminist message in there. Yeah. Because there's no way you can watch The Handmaid's Tale and be like, that's not a feminist show. Yeah, and she did come out eventually after all the controversy and say, I just want to say in caps, of course it's a feminist show. But what I wanted to say was it's so much more than that. Well, and that is bullshit. the feminist misunderstanding. But that, that, it, that feminism is limited to... Exactly. First of all, she... The problem is, and we still do this, and it's mind-blowing, and it offends me every time I see an article that's like, whoa, Girls Trip made $100 million. Can you believe it? Yeah, nigga, we can believe it. We've been telling you the whole time. First of all, if you have a starved demographic and you finally give them something good that they want, Mm -hmm. they're going to come out in droves. So that's first. But second, women have buying power. Yeah, oh yeah. It's women who will buy stuff that they see in ads. Maybe a white guy will say to a wife or a mom, go, I'm not being stereotypical, I'm just talking about research. Right. Th- that They'll say, hey, I saw this thing I want. So if, if a network or a movie or a TV show is 
aiming at their 18 to 35 white mm-hmm. male that they always aim for. Mm-hmm. They have to realize that those people aren't buying the shit that the advertisers are yeah, trying to yeah. sell. The mothers are and buying it, it. But there's just this, not natural, but there's just this American and Western and, you know, everything now because Westerners did whatever they wanted to do with every part of the world. But this natural desire to please and impress white straight male audiences like there's no way that you did the handmaid's tale Mm -hmm. experience the character that you experienced you yourself are a woman and say oh it's not just a feminist show or it's not an entirely feminist show for everybody if somebody at your network wasn't in your ear whispering don't alienate white boys Mm -hmm. yeah and that's bullshit it's bullshit because they don't even buy the products that Hulu has the ads for. Yeah, I but, just but you still have to sort of like be beholden to that because that's the demand. validation. Yeah. I am still craving a real answer to that question. Yeah, because she fair. is not only once, not only twice, several times with Top of the Lake, Mad Men, mm-hmm. yeah. and now, most crucially and most currently, Handmaid's Tale, representing these like really feminist iconic characters and it's this hypocrisy behind it that mm-hmm. I think is like so shitty Top of the Lake is boring by the way yeah <laughs> I know yeah you mentioned that I tried to watch it and I thought the same thing although the second season has Nicole Kidman which I was gagged for oh okay but her, I haven't watched it her best role was playing the daughter of a patient on Grey's Anatomy yeah <laughs> and she was the overbearing just I didn't even know she was on Grey's. It's like first or second season. This was like season three. Remember the fucking that fucking old lady whose bones turned into stone, like petrified bones. Oh my god, yes. Her daughter was Elizabeth Moss, who was this like, who had the dollhouse and had those dolls and was crazy, and she was like so overbearing to the to the doctor. I don't remember this, but I will go back and watch it if you can send me feminist icon, feminist. uh, Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But it bothers me so much because she is so fucking good. She's great. She's great. It's confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone. I read an article the other day that was like talking about her as like the number one actress in the entire world in terms of prestige television, and I'm like, yeah, you no, can't argue with yeah. that. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a false claim. You no. can't argue with that. I mean, she was the lead actress on Mad Men, and now The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, you cannot argue with well, that. Well, that's debatable if she was the lead on on Mad, Mad Men. Men. It depended on the season. Depended on the season. Yeah. Were you a Mad Men fan? Oh, of course. Yes. Um, and it's embarrassing, but I love January Jones. Yeah, me too. Okay. She actually was perfect in that part. I don't know. But no, she was being herself. Well, yes, she wasn't acting. But casting is acting, y'all. <laughs> like, you think any of these people can act? Well, yeah, sure. But I also worry, though, because I don't know if she knew what Betty meant. Exactly. Mm. And Fat Betty, I, I think it was comedic. <laughs> fat Betty was like, I don't think it was meant to necessarily be that comedic. Well, thing. I didn't laugh at Fat Betty. That's your problem. See, you no. are You are the no, 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 no. I don't think so, honey. Bonnie. It's, it's January Jones <laughs> feeling the discomfort in that suit was what made me and laugh. And it made I was you like, uncomfortable. It was not her being, the character being fat. It was just... January Jones failing at this assignment. Oh, really? I don't that's think so. What this, that's what I, was funny I think, to me. I think January Jones actually never failed at the assignment because oh, the part stop. was so close no, to her. No, I think... She mm, failed many times. I don't times. know. There, was, there were kind of times... Like, it took me three seasons. Spoiler alert. I'm about to spoil Mad Men. It's been over for <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't years. watched Mad Men, you must. <laughs> um, go back. But so when she figures out that... Um, 
that Don is dick. Mm -hmm. There's that. This is the. This is when I turn. I have a lot of these. I'm a Cersei fan too. Oh, there you go. Okay. I love Cersei. Okay. Love Cersei. Like, because there's these things where, first of all, like women are not allowed to be antiheroes the way that men are. Yes, there are yes. female antiheroes, but they don't get celebrated the way that male antiheroes do. Agreed. But there's always a moment where there's a woman that I'm supposed I'm being written into hating, mm -hmm. and then she does some shit, and I'm like, I'm with you, bitch, forever. <laughs> Was and that scene okay? Tell describe the, scene the scene where so she finds a drawer. Yes, the drawer the, with, the, yes. with the lockbox. Yeah, so season three, I would think. Yep, end and of she, season three. And she opens the key and Don comes home and there's just something about the way she says, open it! Yeah. Open it! And I'm like, I'm with you! Yeah. Be terrible to Sally forever! <laughs> yeah. I, I love you. I had that moment with Cersei yeah. like four seasons ago. I'm Witch, bitch! I'm never gonna leave you alone. <laughs> there was this. There was this scene where there was two scenes where I loved January Jones forever, and it was this. It was there was a scene. I think it was like season one or two where she, uh, for some business dealing that Don's done, like January mm. Jones gets to model again, and so they bring her in and they put her in all the fancy clothes and they show her the shot she's gonna be in and they do tests and they put her in makeup and then they say. They put a necklace on her, and then they say at the end of the episode, because of something that Don's done, mm -hmm. and she doesn't know this, and they say, we're so sorry it didn't oh, work no. out. We're actually going to have to um, tell you that you have to leave set, and we're going to need to take the necklace. Oh. So, she goes, so she says, oh, that's okay. It's okay. That's totally fine. I understand. And as they're taking the necklace off of her, her face just breaks, breaks. and she just like, she just like, she's so disappointed and hurt. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I gotta give it to her right okay. there. She yeah. made me feel it for a character that you're not, not supposed, supposed to feel, feel it for, it which is the whole key. And then the second one was, end of second season, I think it was, she realizes that Don has been cheating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she looks at him and she turns to him and she's like such a child and she's such an, she doesn't know how to process herself emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I thought this line was written so well and nothing's a mistake with the writing on that show. She just goes, I want, to scream at you. Oh my God. And she, it was like this pause between I want and then what she was going to say because she was scared and like a child. Like mm. I was just like, yeah, this is like such a real thing. Is, oh my God, is Betty Draper Cersei? <laughs> oh, in another life. In another life. Oh my life. God, if Betty was empowered to be cruel, she might be Cersei. And then who's Don? Jamie? No. Yeah. No. Well, who knows? Don. What, Robert Baratheon? Don doesn't fucking exist. In Game of Thrones, exactly. You go. Wait, but there's also, I loved Betty in Italy. Do you remember Betty in Italy? Yeah, so wonderful. When she felt in. She felt empowered. She was like, oh, I'm, she's, I'm learned. I'm going to speak Italian. Those, yeah. were Those were happy episodes. I like yeah. those. That was post, like, when they were about to divorce. Yeah. But, you know, Don was still being greedy. and That was their escape episode. Yeah. And then when the, the episode was so sad because they got back to America. Oh, and my God. Went, How recently and have you watched back. this? I'm forgetting. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, I actually think that Mad Men is the best television show of all I think time. Oh, the, really? suitcase is the, I, the suitcase is the best The suitcase was... The suitcase is incredible work. Yep. I think that... I remember I'm that season three finale, it's called Shut the Door, Have a Seat. Yeah. I think it's one of the best... When they do... It's like a caper movie almost. It's oh, incredible. Yeah. And there's when so... When they're like taking over the, yeah. Uh, law or the yeah, yeah, firm. The, the new, yeah, yeah, there's so many episodes of that show which are just 
beautiful, beautiful works of art. And what I what I was thinking about Mad Men the other day is it was able to become one of the greatest television series of all time, in my opinion, without being violent, without it was very being quiet, yep. too. without being over the top, without mm-hmm. being super sexualized. I mean, I was thinking uh, about that there's, show. There's, there's I would, and, and yes, it's true. There was, and I was thinking there was a rape on that show. Yeah. Um, more than two. Because I've, Joan gets raped on the floor by her by husband. Greg, and, and then, then I don't know if there was another one because I, if we're thinking, I, thinking if we're thinking about one? Peggy, she was always complicit, uh, not complicit. No, she no. was always um, consenting, consenting with Peter. Um, okay, so but but so many of these shows that are like this is the greatest television of all time. I'm like it's like gross and violent, and like Breaking so Bad many women like are getting raped in these shows, and it's like Game of, Game of Thrones. Thrones. It's just like so out of control. Big Little Lies, but Big Little Lies no, was saying, a comment on. I actually defend Big Little Lies. No, but no I just like it. I like yeah. it, but I'm saying there was there was it. violence beyond even just the domestic abuse. Like like they kill a man, which is right, okay, right, 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 right. Unpopular opinion alert: Nicole didn't do it for me. Ah! That's okay to have that opinion. <laughs> he doesn't just say that. Anyway. To my, to my. Oh yeah, you. To your credit, you, you. To my credit, you put Reese over Nicole. Ah yes. If I have a ballot in my live? hands, it is. Yes. It is it's Reese, Reese it is all Reese. day, every day. First of all, I had a like. Oh, I didn't know I liked this bitch. <laughs> but yep. I liked this bitch. So I had one of those, yep. and two. Uh, she basically plays. Uh, Flicker, Tracy Flicker. She plays Tracy Flick and Elwood Flick, like combined. Flicker. I'm thinking Siggy Flicker. From I Real wish House her name was Jersey. Tracy Flicker. I know Tracy Flicker. <laughs> no, uh, Siggy Flicker is a, a cast member on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, but uh, yeah, so Tracy Flick, as a grown up, somehow not obnoxious, even with the obnoxious ass kids that she has. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, if my man left me for Zoe Kravitz. I'm going to have a problem. Yes. Because I'm never going to feel good about myself ever again. You know, because you can always be like, if a man cheats on you, you can always be like. I have the moral high ground. Yes, he ain't shit. And but then you see Zoe Kravitz and you're like, oh, she's doper than me. Oh man, that's what it is. There's someone in the fairest of them all. Mm -hmm. The fairest of them all. That that. But then she was a murderer. I. No, sp- My bad. Again, we it's are been spoiling season months. one of Big Little Lies, and I say season one because I truly hope for a second. They season. are bringing one back, but I'm not again. I'm you not think? with the second season. I think it but might be I, bad. what story you do will we watch, need? Right? You I will watch. watch. <laughs> yeah, but what stories do we need? We need the backstory for of Zoe. Zoe Kravitz. We need what's going to happen with so Reese's. Easy being a murderer. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it was self defense. Self defense, or well, it's. Uh, Quite a blurred line there. Wow, isn't it? we'll see. I'm so happy to talk about Big Little Lies again because when it was on, it was my it was my shit everything, yeah. and now my everything is fucking Bachelor in Paradise, and I hate myself. Oh, I That's tried to fine. watch the Bachelor uh, one season. I watched a season of one of them. I can't remember. And I look. I love trash reality TV. Yeah, yeah. And I can even stomach an overproduced show like The Kardashians is so overproduced. It's mind blowing. It's <laughs> crazy. But Bash, I don't do well with secondhand embarrassment. Like, if you're doing something embarrassing, I feel it in my body. Yeah, like, I can't yeah. do it. And Bachelorette, Bachelor, all of it is so embarrassing for me so when I watch. It. Yeah, you know, like how the cringe humor of The Office or V? Yeah, sure. Like, I curve. feel that watching it, watching Bachelor in Paradise, and it's worse because... It's real. Yeah, I don't, I don't know necessarily that it's always real, but I don't 
the part of it that I don't like is at least on those shows they're scripted it's deliberate mm. I cannot tell if the people on The Bachelor feel what yes, I'm feeling yes, yes, right yes, yes. it's it's like when the, and they are so cruel about it the editors they're like showing someone being like I am so excited about this date yes. because she's gonna say that she loves me when I tell her I love her back and it is gonna be the best moment of my life <laughs> and then cut to the other one I really feel like so sad that yeah. I'm gonna have to tell him that I don't love him and it is so sad. Oh. And then you see them come together and you're like, well, this is the worst moment of his life, her life, life, and my life. Yes. <laughs> I mean, bad for all parties involved. Mm-hmm. I'll never forgive Rachel Lindsay. Never. Um, but also... She also, like, just objectively speaking, because I saw the hullabaloo about uh-huh. the choice, mm-hmm. she picked the less hot guy. Oh, 100%. 100% she picked the less hot guy. And also, but also, to be real, I do follow them on Instagram and they seem very happy. I know, I saw so maybe, random pictures of her kissing him. I'll maybe it's all long. good. Maybe, maybe, maybe I was just fooled by know. the His edit. Maybe I'm a lay person. Burger King, you know that Burger King mascot? He oh, is <laughs> 100%. Burger King. He's an mm. asshole. He calls himself a physician. He's a chiropractor. He's okay. Jafar with a oh haircut. Oh my god! You are <laughs> so bougie. I'm sorry. He shouldn't do that. Chiropractors are not doctors. There you go. Wow. You heard it here first. Um, let's move on to I don't think so, honey. We're gonna move on to I don't think so, honey. So this is the segment of the show you may be familiar with. It's where we take one minute to rail against culture. We take one specific item of culture that is just kind of ah, what? What would you say, Bunch? Just getting at it us. Just, it just pops our boils on our skin <laughs> it, and you know usually we'd be thankful for that but in this case we're not I'm not thankful no let my boil rest let, let my boil rest do you want to go first or do you want me to um, go first I can go first because okay so I um, can speak from the heart great so this is Matt Rogers' I don't think so honey and mm-hmm. his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Canker sores. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Just explain to me why. Why God? Is it God that I have to ask? Because there is no reason why. So canker sores, and I want to say they are not cold sores, bitch. <laughs> it is not herpes. No. Simplex virus, one on my mouth. Mm. It is co- canker sores, and I guess they come on with stress, but you hurt me and I had to drop out of a show last night Aww. because of you I had to feel uncomfortable tonight 30 seconds I had another show because of you canker sores there's really nothing you can do for you I swish around salt water in my mouth it does nothing and my mother is like well did you do salt water I said yes bitch I did 15 and it's seconds. nothing canker sores I had you from a young age I thought when I had my wisdom teeth removed that you that you would be gone forever I have some relief, but not enough. Five seconds. Canker sores, you ruin my presence. I don't think so, honey. That's one minute. Oh, man. What a somber I don't think so, honey. There has not been a moment over the last four days that I haven't thought before I've spoken about how much much is this going to hurt. Watermelon frost. I have it at home. You're going to come with me. I'll give it to you. My culture is out there. If you have canker sores, just reach out. Reach out. Reach out. Let's all form a group. Let's let's have a Facebook group called Canker Sores. All right. <laughs> and whenever you have one, you can comment. Okay. Yes, that sounds good. Did you hear what I just said? Whenever you have one. You can comment. You I can't can, pronounce every, every consonant is a B. I'm so sad. I'm sorry. It, watermelon it's Frost. It's been such a stressful time. I can't wait for you to try Watermelon Frost. Okay. Um, can I go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, can you Can you lead me in? Bone Yang's, I don't think so, honey. His time starts 
Ow. I don't think so. Well, no, you didn't start. Okay, my, my canker sore. What happened? <laughs> what? It hurts so much. Oh, my God. I feel so embarrassed oh, for myself. No. Ow. My little sore. Okay. You just faked me out. Time starts. Ow. My canker sore. Time starts now. I don't think so, honey. That secretary, receptionist, whatever the fuck at Warby Parker on Spring Street and 6th Avenue yesterday during the eclipse, I was told that Warby Parker locations were giving out free eclipse glasses, so I went to go procure some for my coworkers because we we were all going to go to the Hudson River to watch the eclipse. And I said, I will go to the Warby Parker location on Spring and 6th Avenue to get to get fucking eclipse glasses. And I don't think so, honey. When I walk up to the elevator, I see all these people pouring out with eclipse glasses in their hands. I go, great. They still have 30 them. 30 seconds. Come I on, walk prepare. up. The fucking receptionist. I go, do you still hide? Do you still have eclipse glasses? And she gives me this look like I'm, I've just punched her. In, I've punched someone else in the oh, face in front my. of her. She goes, No. And I go, okay. 15 seconds. That's fine. And she goes, I don't know what you want me to say. And I go, that's all I needed to know. And then I walked away, but I gave her the <laughs> most dagger eyes I've ever given anyone before. Five seconds. Because this fucking receptionist was giving me lip. And I don't think so, honey. Don't you ever speak to me that way, especially during the eclipse. That's one minute. You never oh. speak ill of some to someone else during the eclipse. No, not during the eclipse. Anyway, this she was the rudest fucking person I've ever met. What a specific, I don't think it's funny, but a specific she woman. She made me so upset yesterday. I was like, Where I've does never, she work? The Warby Parker <laughs> office's headquarters on Spring Street and 6th Avenue. She has short brown hair. I want to say, let's dox this person. She should have known better. She should have known better. And Ray is horrified. But you know what? That's why you don't cross cultures. You don't cross us because I will potentially get you a warning meeting from HR. I'm not going to get you fired. I don't want to get you fired. I do want to do want. But you will you. get a, what's called a? Talking ta- to. A, a tap on the wrist. A tap, a slap on the wrist. Don't, <laughs> don't you ever speak to Bo and Yang that way. Wow. Someone's head is big. Mm. Ah! All right, this so now we have Ray Sani, who really has done an I don't think Sani for the ages, and is a master we're going to have farm. another one, truly a master of the farm. Oh, my God, I feel so much pressure. It's no. going to be a Princeton level. No, my God. I don't think so, Give honey. me a second. Give me one quick okay. second. One quick second. What's right. making me mad? What's making me mad? What me- Ooh. Come on. You know you have something that's making you mad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Ray Sani, I don't think so, honey. Time starts now. Um, Twitter. <gasps> it's making me very mad. Uh, I'm very mad. I don't think so, honey. Twitter people who ain't got a blue check. Okay. Oh, now, shit. I never flex. I never flex. Uh, My mom raised me humble. But listen, uh, there's always somebody uh, who wants to disagree with you just because they think that they're going to get retweeted and flex on you. Uh, listen, when I got verified, I don't even have that many followers. Maybe 5,000. Whatever, who's counting? I am 5,052. And this guy tells me, oh, you know, you're not even that funny. All right, Uh, maybe. You know what? Who Who cares? Here's what I've never done. Been an anonymous person and found a person who isn't anonymous to tell them that they're not dope. Because you know what? If you're anonymous looking for people to tell they're not dope, you're not dope, my nigga. Oh, but I gotta pee. That's one minute. (laughs) She's gotta pee. And look, that's how she signs off. (laughs) I will say this. I would kill 5,000 followers and 52. <laughs> and how dare you insult the unverified. <gasps> I applied for unverified and they said, at this time, we cannot verify you. And I said, I responded. I was like, okay, bitch. 
No, I got the rejection first. I got the rejection first. Oh, that's but good. then, I'm, what do you think we'll do? Do I need to write on a television show? Well, I, I mean, I tried that, and then uh, our representation. We have to say people. Yes, our I people. Said, you got to work on this for me. This is for my ego. I need this. Oh, <laughs> you I can't believe your rap. I can't. Believe. Wait, and I know who you're talking about, and how did they respond to it? They well, like, she was sure. just, I'm sure she was embarrassed. No. And then was like, okay, I'll see what I can do. But she and also made, it, made happen. it happen, as she does. Yeah. Bravo. So Bravo. my 5,000, no, like, it's nothing because there are people with millions. Who cares? You've got the blue check. I got the blue check. I need the blue check. Ahem. <laughs> ASAP. Uh, if anyone's out there listening, if, I... if a certain somebody <laughs> who does a certain thing for another certain body, Listen, somebody, I want for nothing. I this don't... bitch doesn't have a blue check either, uh, uh, which I'm fine with for now. Whatever, you I, ain't fine. I, I want for nothing. Um, this person you will you get a blue check about, before. We gonna don't get you a blue her. check tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Um, that's so funny that you guys <laughs> are talking about her. Um, wow, what fun inside baseball stuff to. Leave Shut up! I Stop. only thought about that because uh, no, I, no, no, no. I made a joke yes, on yes, Twitter yes. about. Uh, are you, Matt said he's not a sports fan, but there's an. Uh, are you I a sports do fan? some no, sports. Okay, all right, fine. But anyway, um, you made a sports joke. I made a sports joke about Boston fans yes. being racist. Yes, which is and true. they are. And a boy <laughs> like lost his mind That's on me. That's crazy. It's like an unverified little bitch. An unverified Boston ass fan. Fuck you for both of those things. Own <laughs> up, hey Boston, Boston, own up to your racism. Yes, like Mark Wahlberg blinded a Vietnamese dude. <laughs> exactly. Like just own it, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg be all over the TV. Oh. Mark Wahlberg, highest paid actor in who, Hollywood, who blinded? blinded a man. Hi, wait, the highest paid hate crimer <laughs> I know. And with that, we're gonna call it a wrap on this episode of Last Culture Recess, Ray. Thank you so much. Oh my god, I've had so much fun with you. I'm sorry I'm sweaty and gross, but I've had so much fun. We love you so much. We love you. This is so great. I mean, like, at Ray Sani? Yes. Come on. Come on. So, President Show, you got to tune in. I mean, you guys, this has been such an amazing episode. Bowen? Matt. Love you dearly. Love you dearly. Hey, Lost Culture Recess listeners, send us some good vibes. Send us some good vibes. Send, uh, write some reviews on iTunes. We're almost at 100. We would love eight more to cross that line. Come on, babe. Come on, babe. We love you so much. I'm going to write you one right now. Thank Come you, Ray. On. Oh, there she is. She whipped out her phone and she's t- typing oh. away. Oh, there she goes. Type, type, type. Oh. My name is Karina June. My name is Brenda Dorf. No, it's not. Oh, he lies. You're right. You're right. They lie. Both of our names are Emma. Bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst.
you know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titaniquemusical.com. Get tickets today at titaniquemusical.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.